Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Hope everyone's doing well and enjoying your day, evening, morning, wherever, whenever you're catching us. We're glad that you've tuned in to your weekly source of the weird. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir? I am doing very well. Thank you very much, Smiling Sensei. How are you, sir? How was Vegas? It was uh, it was crazy. It was um, expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back in the day, you used to be able to go to Vegas and really not, I mean, rather than, you know, spend all your money on food and things, you would spend the money on gambling. And now it just seems like, gosh, food is so expensive, man. Mm. Um but we did have fun. We did have fun. We uh, we kind of. Uh, I tell you, man. One of the one of the interesting fun things we did was I saw the David Copperfield. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it we, we were kind of staying close to the MGM, and he, that's where he does his show. And so I thought, hey, let's go and and uh, see one of the uh, one of the OGs, one of the you know. Yeah, we grew up with David Copperfield, and okay. you know, and and uh, of course, you know, it it did not disappoint. It was as as much cheese as it was professionalism, and you <laughs> you could just tell how many times he had done these shows, dude. Right, and he's got to be man, like probably my dad's age, I would imagine. He's probably in his seventies, um, but he's got a great hairpiece. And uh, he's just does he make it disappear, or uh, dude, dude, you know what he does, man? He makes a, a UFO appear and disappear, dude. And I can't figure out how he how he does it. I, I don't. It was so amazing because it he it comes out over the audience, and this theater seat. I'm gonna guess it seats maybe oh three hundred fifty five hundred people, something like that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just a ballpark. It's not huge. Um, so you're like in it, you know what I mean? Like you're pretty close to the stage, um, wherever you are seated. And it was pretty cool, man. I was like, how the fuck did he do that? Like he, it, it, it comes out over the audience and it's just hovering there. And then he like, he, he makes it go away and it vanishes. And it's like, it's pretty cool, man. It was, it was worth the money, man. I, I you know, they've got it. He's got it down to such a, a quote unquote science as far right. as how the show goes and how these things, you know, he does a lot of little things too, like the littler sort of like, you know, um, you know, pieces of work that he does during the show, you know, he, he'll make, um, he did a thing with, with, uh, with numbers and like people's birthdays and things like that. And like, you know, was able to like figure out, you know, someone's exact, you know, birthplace, date, and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of cool. So, wow. Other than that, man, we, I wanted to go to the punk rock museum, but like we kind of, 
the wife and I just kind of like we didn't have a real plan, and then mm-hmm. and then like the second day into it, I was like, you know, let's uh, let's just see what happens. We never made it there in time. Uh, but th- I'm planning on going back next year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a thing um, and make sure that I I stop there. We had a great couple of dinners that we we uh, made reservations for, and uh, we did. She so my wife won. We as soon as we get there. She sits down at a uh, um, slot machine. Slot machine. Thank you, sir. Uh, That's and, what you get for uh, knowing yeah. somebody for you know forty <laughs> yeah, plus yeah, yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, she, loves, she loves the slots, man. Uh, she won six hundred bucks, man. Seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks. So that was great, and then that kind of funded our you know our gambling portion and some of the food. So it was great. We ended up not spending a ton of money. That's but awesome. the big bummer was when I came back. So I f- I flew out there on Frontier, and this is just a it's just a a, a public uh, service announcement to anybody that's flying out there. Just be aware that if you if you fly one of these cheap airlines, man. Uh, there's no guarantees. So my flight was supposed to come back Sunday morning at six in the morning. I did not sleep at all the night before get to the airport and end, they ended up canceling my flight. They made us go downstairs after we'd gone through the craziness that it is to get through fucking security and rebook the ticket. Well, there was a lady that was sitting next to me at the gate, and she goes, I've been trying to get home for three days now. What? They'd done this to her for three days in a row. And so I'm like, there's no way, dude. So I ended up having to book on a – actually, we made it work with my wife's flight because she was flying a different airline. Mm-hmm. But, man, it was such a bummer, and I was so mad, and everyone was just angry, dude. And there was a guy who was a 1% biker on my uh, – uh, on my flight, which is one of the bad dudes, like yeah. the one percenters you don't fuck with, dude. And this yeah. guy, I only know this because of his tattoos, and he was wearing a one percent hat. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this this guy ain't gonna have uh, very kind things to say to these people. Um, so it, it it got pretty bad. But I ended up, yeah, man, ended up getting a different flight. So just be aware, anybody going out there, at least from Oklahoma. Uh, trying to get back is a freaking chore. So, uh, yeah, weird, man. That is strange, dude. That weird? is there. There's like, I think there's like certain there's like laws that if you get screwed over by the airline company, that you can if you know the laws, yeah, you can get money back. You can get or yeah. you can get them to like bend over backwards to accommodate you. Yes, things because. Um, because you they're because that's bad business. It's yeah, whatever. It's the regulations. Absolutely, uh, man. Yeah, they 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 were offering a refund, or you could book your flight, rebook your flight. But again, if you don't have any money, and they were offering a like a, they'll take care of your hotel or something like that. You know, that's great. But what if you got to get back for work? Mm-hmm. What if you have a family emergency? Um, you know all these all these things, man. And, and what's interesting is the next day when I get home, I'm out working and I'm listening to the sports animal here in Oklahoma. Uh, there's a, a sports broadcasting company that's a local one. That uh, one of the guys was one of the morning uh, DJs was talking about. He had the same experience. He didn't say the airline, but I was like, he flew Frontier, man. Mm-hmm. He flew Frontier. So. 
Uh, anyway, yeah. But we had a great time. Um, I, you know, I didn't let that spoil my fun. We did have a good time. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to going back, man. So Awesome, dude. Did you get some uh, – did you get to go to the Zach Baggins? Did not. Didn't have time, man. Um, wow. But, yeah, we're going to do that. We're, we'll do that next year. We're going to take the kids out because both my boys will be 21 by that time. And so we're all going to go out there and and, uh, and uh, experience that stuff together. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's just like we only had really two days to do anything. It's hard to fit all that in, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because like the majority of the time, like you're Ubering everywhere you want to go, basically, mm-hmm. unless you want to walk. And we walked quite a bit. And it was like, well, we just kind of didn't. We didn't have enough time to fit it all in. We did some shopping and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, your day goes pretty quick, you know. So mm-hmm. and rather than trying to jump around and see everything that we wanted to see, we kind of just relaxed a little bit more. So, but yeah, man. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Cool. Awesome, dude. That's, that's great. We're going to take you on a trip. Uh, yeah. We are going to have a interesting discussion with our friend Heather Ann, who came on. She's got a really cool... Uh, a really uh, an amazing story, um, a harrowing story of a bad situation that could have been worse. And yeah. along with her, an interesting life that she leads. Yes. And honestly, most of the stories are about her mom. Uh, her mom was a very, very interesting lady. And she had some very interesting abilities. Uh, and so uh, Heather Ann was uh, kind enough to share those stories with us. So, uh, without further ado, Heather Ann, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Hi, Adam. Hi, Barry. Yeah, so I have mostly weird stories about my mom. Um, I do have one story that's my own experience um, that I will share first, and then I'll kind of get into some of the weird things about her. And that was I grew up in a haunted house. Right. Um, oh. So our house um, here, it was in here in the Kansas City area. The original portion of the house was built in the 1850s. Oh, wow. Mm. And we had a cowboy ghost. Like, oh, wow. lived in our house um, to the point that you could not only hear him walking in the hallways, you could hear the spurs on his boots. Whoa. Whoa. The hallways. Yeah, it was very freaky. Um, at first, I was terrified because I was a little kid. But then over time, it was just like he was like a part of the woodwork. Like, he was just a normal part yeah. of the house. Yeah. Um, wow. He would, like, you'd walk in the living room and the rocking chair would be rocking. And we would Dang. get to be like, you're like, hey, how you doing today? Like, no idea who he was or where he came from or why he was still there, but we would just chat with him. Um, and so that was the, that was the one experience that I have had. So it's like being afraid of ghosts or anything like that now is just like it's not a deal to me because I mm-hmm. literally like he was a member of our family. Right, right. <laughs> our, our cowboy ghost. Wow, um, wow, wow. That's so. That's 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 so wild that. Like, there's a certain sound that that um, that the cowboys the, the 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 Spurs make when they're walking, and you know it if you hear it that uh, or anybody who rides horses, I guess if you you know you know what that sound is when you hear it because usually there's a thud to goes along thud ching thud ching kind of a sound yeah and that would be that would be really really creepy I th- I would think. Uh, you know, just initially because it's just, I mean, because you know it's a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
because my mom, and we'll get into this, because my mom was such a sort of special person, um, she made it always very natural to me and normal to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm. She, she says when I was really little, like a time I don't really remember that I was afraid of him. Yeah. But by the time I can remember, it was just a normal part of living in that house. Right. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't weird at all to have the cowboy. And, of course, the house was all wood floors, all wood walls, all like wood paneling on the walls, wood paneling on all the ceilings. So it was all wood. Um, and we had rugs, but like, so when he walked through like the main hallway of the house, like you could hear in the whole house. Cause it's like an echo chamber. Yeah. In the wood. yeah. That is and cool. So it was just a normal part of the house. And like I said, the rocking chair, and I actually have the rocking chair that he used to rock in. Um, and it was funny because my mom had it sent away to be refinished while we were still living in that house. And when it came back, he didn't rock in it anymore. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so at that point, my mom was like, well, was it him rocking in the rocking chair or did, was there a ghost associated with the rocking chair? So sure. we don't know about that. And, um, and nothing. nothing yeah. Nothing, nothing since you've owned it. Sense. Wow. That is, that's fascinating. Yeah. Now, my history of Kansas is is a little bit fuzzy. So, how old do you know? Like when when was Kansas founded as a state? Would eighteen fifty would have been like before that, right? Right. I mean, so I'm on the Missouri side. Um, so Kansas City is a very weird city. We are huge, and we completely straddle the state line. Like we yeah. literally have a road right up the middle called State Line Road. Yeah. And if you are going northbound, you are in Missouri. If you are going southbound, you are in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Um, Missouri, I know, was a slave state, but it was a border state that didn't leave the Union. Um, and so, like, early 1800s. And, okay. of course, the Pony Express and a lot of that went through this area, went yeah. through the Kansas City area. So a lot of the Kansas City area is pretty old because it's on the Missouri. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Lewis and Clark went up the Mississippi, and then when different people went across the Missouri rather than continuing up the Mississippi, um, they found, hey, our nice little area here. Yep. And, uh, and so, yeah, like, interesting. That's we have uh, a lot of, yeah. For being on the plains, we have a lot of old, old stuff. Here. Right. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Not, not Europe, because like Europe holds a whole different level of old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah well, that's we always, you know, try to underline for, for, you know, we're not Europe, but you know, we, our history is definitely very, you know, very young. We're very, very young. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, Yep. Um, so yeah, that was, so I grew up in the haunted house, but like I said, because my mom, so, um, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, so one thing is, do you know who the, the St. Anthony, the patron St. St. Anthony is? You sort of, of, yeah. Can you so, go over that? I don't know that. why St. Anthony is the patron saint of Las Vegas. And for some reason, he's always been like, a lot of my family members always were like big with St. Anthony. Like everybody had a St. Anthony figure in their house. Well, my mother was like the living embodiment of St. Anthony. If you lost something and you would ask her, like she could not have been like, not be anywhere near where it was lost and say, hey, I lost this thing, I can't find it. She would get a picture in her mind of where it was. Wow. And be able to say, and it wasn't always like a clear picture. It may be something like, it's near something red, like a fabric that's red. And so, like, my grandmother would then find her missing earrings in the pocket of a red suit. Wow. Whoa. 
Um, and so, yeah, it was, so she was like, like the living St. Anthony. She could just see where things were, which was a really handy person to have her in your life. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> she, she was like the living embodiment of control F. that's cool um and then it started to get into some of the creepier things around my mother um when she walked into a house she could tell you the children that died not adults but if a child died there she could tell you wow um so that freaked me out yeah so we're from kansas city but we moved to alabama when i was uh to the gulf coast when i was 10 and I'm going to come to this later. I don't want to give too much away, but there's a reason why we moved out of the, the old farmhouse. And I'm going to come to that because that's a, the really coolest, like the freakiest story about her. Um, so we moved to the Gulf Coast. And the day we walked into the house, we have like moved across the country to this house. And we walk in and mom's like, oh, gosh, a girl died here. And I'm like 10. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, she was like, it was traumatic. And there was a lot of yelling. And, the, and I'm like, okay. And so then to come to find out the girl that had lived in the house, um, they were, she was a cheerleader and like the football team had won a game and the kids were sitting on the car driving down the road, like cheering. And she fell off the car. But of course, everybody was screaming that she fell off, but they had been cheering. Oh. So the driver didn't know the difference and ran her over. Oh, wow. And like, could tell you that there was a girl who died in this house and she, and there was yelling is what she wow. perceived. So um, is that something that you're, you're, it sounds like your mother had that gift for her entire life, I guess. After she went, so my mom was a cat. <laughs> so we'll start, we'll go all the way back to the first time she almost died because there is a mystical sort of thing around or a weird story around the first time she almost died. Okay. Well, no, the second time she almost died she had polio when she was a little girl and oh, wow. survived that. um the second time she almost died she was 20 um and married she and my f- uh, father were at their home not far from my grandmother's house um my grandmother gets a phone call in the middle of the night like 2 3 a.m she answers the phone and a woman's voice says help them and she knew immediately that it was mom and my father that she needed to help. Wow. And so this was in 1970. No, 1960. Mom was 20. 1960. So there's no cell phones. Like, so Mimi hangs up the phone. Like, that was all. That was like, help them, click, deadline. Mimi's like, what the heck? Um, She calls them. They're not answering. She gets my grandfather. They get in the car. They go to the house. Nobody's answering the the door. Um, My father was a police officer. Uh, they go get the neighbor. The neighbor was actually a fireman. The neighbor broke down the door. They were nearly dead of carbon monoxide poisoning by the time they got in the house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that's the second time she almost died. <laughs> Dang. The third time she almost died, I was in high school, and it was the 1988, I want to say. It was the year that the Super Bowl party had the grand pianos on the floating stages or for the halftime show. Okay. Um, and I remember that this is the one halftime show I remember because, uh, she watched the halftime show and then she left to go to the grocery store. And when she was leaving the grocery store, a couple of kids tried to steal her purse off of her arm and pulled her into the car and hit her with the car. Oh my gosh. Um, and obviously almost died then. Um, 
then the thing that actually sort of took the gift away, so she still had this ability, like, to walk into houses and to find things, um, but she had lung cancer twice, actually. She had two separate primary lung cancers and still lived to 80. Good gosh. Oh, wow. That's a tough lady. <laughs> she has a tough Yeah, polio, carbon monoxide poisoning, hit by a car, two separate primary lung cancers, and was dealing with uh, actually what's called post-polio syndrome. Um, March 16th, 2020. And I honestly think she was like, I'm not dealing with this crap. Uh, she died of a stroke and the doctor said that she didn't even know it hit her. She was gone before she even knew anything. Wrong. Wow. Honestly, everything that she had been through, my sister and I were freaking out about how to keep her safe with COVID because with right. the cancer, like, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yep. thankfully at my sister's house in Florida, she was up and talking to my sister, um, Somebody came to the door. My sister went to the door to answer it. And when she came back, mom was on the ground, unresponsive and never regained consciousness. And the doctor said she never even knew what hit her. Wow. She was gone quickly and peacefully. Wow. Well, that's good. But after the chemotherapy for the lung cancer, um, that seemed to kind of like whatever special connection she had to the things we can't see uh, seemed to get severed by radiation, chemo whatever that was sure i could see so, that yeah in the later years she did not she could still do the finding things a little bit uh, but she didn't have quite as much of the other like seeing things that she she could do sure. um, she might say if you see something and you don't think it's supposed to be there close your eyes and then when you open it it should be gone right um i have other than the cowboy ghost and the rocking chair never really personally had any of that um, my sister has had like touches, but not none, nothing to the extent either one of us of, of our mom that's, and no one else in our family. That is so. that is pretty fascinating. Because oftentimes you see people, yeah, it's, it'll be a family trait or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but and so far, well, I mean, our house, current house, is not haunted. Like, and I can usually tell if a house is haunted. So, like, we used to be. Uh, my husband's office used to be in. Uh, this historic bank building in downtown Lee Summit, uh, one that I oh gosh, I just lost it. One of the big time bank robbers actually robbed it. I don't remember which one it was now. I just not not Jesse James or uh, it was Jesse James Dalton. or Billy Peter, like one of those, like okay. one of the big ones, like robbed it um, yeah. because because it was on the train line. So the hmm. downtown Lee Summit was on the train line. And, uh, and so we were in the, our office was in the old bank building and that building was haunted, but it was just like, again, it was just like kind of cowboys and stuff. It was nobody very exciting or scary. Right. They used to be haunted <laughs> and historic spaces tour in downtown Lee Summit. Um, so, all right, let me look at the things. All right. One other. Okay. This story has to come after that story. See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work it up here. All good. Uh, so, the, the creepiest thing, the creepiest thing. And then I have another sort of a side creepy that's going to come after this, that I don't know that it has anything to do with mom. It has to do with Stephen King. But, okay. That's cool. <laughs> we like Stephen King. <laughs> so, um, June of 1981, June or July of 1981, uh, my parents raised uh, racing greyhounds. Okay. And that's how we happened to move to Mobile, Alabama, is um, they were getting more and more involved in racing greyhounds, and they had a track and this dog farm ready to go. Um, and we were technically in the city limits in Kansas City, not supposed to have that many dogs. 
<laughs> we have five acres. Like it's not like we like, but we right. were still city limits. Um, well, how many dogs was that many dogs? I mean, at that time, probably a couple dozen. Like it wasn't wow. huge. When the dog, when the dog farm was in, because this was in the eighties, yeah. um, the greyhound racing was at its height. So when the the greyhound farm in Mobile was at its height, we would have two hundred dogs. Whoa. Because wow. not only are we raising our own dogs, um, other people would own dogs and pay us to raise them because wow. my parents ran an elite an elite dog farm. Okay. I mean, so it was very bougie. Wow, um, wow, wow. Like horse racing kind of level of bougie. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. The puppies all had like climate controlled dog houses and, you know, all this other wow. stuff. It was very. Um, and so at the farm here, we had, it had originally been a dairy farm. And so there was like the farmhouse and which was the, the one that would, had had the cowboy ghost in it. And there was a huge barn. And when my parents first moved, when we first moved there, um, and I don't remember moving there. That's the house I remember. Um, there, they, my stepdad owned a used car lot. And so it was actually on our property. Um, and then there was like a body shop in the back of the barn. And then the greyhounds were in the front of the barn. And it was, you know, like across a big wide driveway from the house, like catty, kind of catty corner. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's summer of 1981. My mom is standing at the kennel building and my sister and I are there with her. My sister's 10 years older than I am. And we're about to walk up to the house and mom just stops and gets like ashen. And she's looking at the house and we're like, what's going on? And she closes her eyes and she opens her eyes again and she's like, okay, it's normal. And we're like, what the heck just happened? And she was like, well, when I looked at the house, I saw snow on the ground and the windows were glowing green. Damn. And we're like, what the heck? <laughs> so we're all like kind of freaked out, but we go on about the days. She tells my dad, my, my stepdad about it later. Now fast forward to February 10th of 1982. There were multiple feet of snow on the ground. Three or four kids snow on the ground. Everyone was gone for the day. I was at school. My sister at that point was still in school. Yeah. Yes. No. My yeah. She was in college. My sister was in school. She was so everybody was gone for the day. My mom was on vacation with my grandmother. My dad had gone. Stepdad had gone to the used car like auction. I was at school. My sister was at school. My stepdad gets home. Four, three, three thirty, four o'clock, and thankfully he did not open the front door. <laughs> he walks up to the house, and there was a red front door, and he started to open it. Just like I'm, like thankfully that, that we didn't have cell phones in those days, because if he had had a cell phone, he would have been on his cell phone, not paying attention like any of us would have, and he would have opened the front door, and the house would have blown up on him, because the house had been smoldering all day. Whoa. The fire started right after everybody left that morning. Wow! It burned and smoldered for so long that the that the there was like a literally a 12 inch square oak beam that ran through the house. It had burned all the way through the oak beam, and there was a hole in the front hall. Whoa! Whoa! So Dad walked up to the house and fortunately was paying attention, and he sees the the paint bubbling, and he's like, well, "Okay, that's not a that's not normal." And so he turns around and he goes down to the barn because there was a phone extension down in the barn. He calls the fire department. He turns around and he looks at the house and there is snow on the ground and the windows are glowing green. 
Wow. Exactly as mom had described the vision from the summer before. Wow. But of course she had no idea what it meant. Yeah. That wow. that's that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, man. and she's stepdad who is not like he was like retired military. He was not into the woo-woo stuff. Like freaked the heck out. I bet. <laughs> he was just like, oh my gosh. Wow. Like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. That sounds like your mom definitely had something going on. For sure. Yeah. And of course she then she beat herself up about it because she was like, I saw it. And I didn't do anything about it, but everybody's like, you had no idea what you saw. Right. Yeah. Like, why would the windows be going green? But it's because, remember I said earlier that the house had wood floors, wood walls, and wood ceilings, and was yep. over 100 years old. Yeah. All of that wood was full of varnish and shellac. Mm. And all of the varnish and shellac melted into the smoke. And whereas in a normal house fire, you would pick up something and you would just dust the smoke off, in this house fire... Everything was shellacked. Damn, damn. Everything was coated in all of the stuff that was a hundred years old, and the wax, and the shellac, and the varnish, and the sealant, and the oil, and the, all of the stuff that was in all of that wood had melted and basically aerosoled into the smoke in the house and coated wow. everything. So to that end, we have this giant dumpster in the driveway. So I'm going back to Stephen King. My mom weirdly is a Stephen King fan. I do not like Stephen King because I already grew up with the weirdo. I didn't need to read it in my book. <laughs> Understandably. So mom, yeah, mom had this like big honking hardback Stephen King that had like three of his novels in it. So this like thing was like freaking dictionary size. Um, and I know it had The Shining in it, and I don't remember what the other two were, but it had like three books in it. She loves Stephen King. Ugh, no. Um, so we had this giant dumpster, and she said that there were, and I, to this day, if I smell a house fire, I am 10 years old standing in that house again. It has just that unique smell. Sure. Um, and so she's like, some days I would be in there, and I'd be like, well, I'm going to try to fix or clean everything. And other days she'd be in there, and she'd be like, you know, you said I can cuss, fuck it, let's throw it all away. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she'd throw it all away. Well, the Stephen King book, obviously, was a book, and it was out on her nightstand, so it was, like, covered and gross, and she was like, I don't want to deal with this, so she threw it away. And the next day, it was back in the house. Really? She threw it away. And the next day, it was back in the house. Oh, my gosh. And it kept being back in the house until the dumpster was finally taken away with it in it. And she literally, at the, after three or four times of this, she literally just saved it aside, waited till the day the dumpster was leaving, threw it in the dumpster, and watched it leave. Wow. Do you think you think it was the ghost that was there, maybe, doing that? or Maybe. I mean, he did like to read the Reader's Digest, so it's possible he was still reading it. <laughs> Interesting. I'm surprised that anything made it out of that house fire. Yeah. Very little burn. That was the bad side. Actually, Interesting. Because it became because it smoldered. Right. Was it the was fire department? They called in like three different fire departments so they could surround the house and hit it all at once. Because as soon as they open, as soon as they allowed oxygen and hit there, yeah. the whole thing was gonna. Of course. Yeah. Because like it was a, a bomb. Oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. What oh, was was it electrical? Do you know or do you know the? judgment is that it was electrical yeah because that that old those old um wirings will over time go bad and and 
it was near the hot water heater, so they were like, they weren't ever 100% certain was it something with the hot water heater or was it electrical because they yeah. were there were components that were right next to each other, sure. right under that front hall where it smoldered and burned through the oak beam. Um, and so very little was destroyed by fire. But there was also like in the fire, there were all these like weird things that happened that protected the really valuable stuff. Like my mother had loaned her silver tea set and her um, fur coat to a friend for a party. And so they weren't in the house. I had this huge dollhouse and it was in the guest house where the man who worked in our body shop was fixing it. Um, and so it wasn't there. My sister played cello and had this beautiful, very high end cello that was all the way in the furthest reaches of the house. And for some reason she had it in the case that day. She had not normally it would be out Yeah. for some reason it was in the case that day. And so because it was in the far reaches of the house and in the case, it wasn't her. Wow. Um, my dad, that uh, stepdad, that morning when he had gone to leave the house, we're, like it originally been two stories, and they had taken the second floor off at some point. But we still had this part of the steps going up, and that was the front hall closet. And we had this huge box of family photos because you know, nobody ever actually put them in a photo album um, in the front hall closet. And when he had left to go to the auto auction that day. Um, when he had pulled his heavy winter coat off the rack, he had knocked his leather coat down over the top of that box. Wow. And so pictures were protected by the leather coat and weren't damaged. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so That's it was just like, incredible yeah. series of events. I know. Like, things all that of, mean the most, you know. Yeah. Wow. There was a few, like, really valuable stuff. Um, even like weirdly, like my mom collected the uh, Wedgwood Jasperware, you know, the beautiful little delicate blue plates that are like not even glazed. Um, my grandmother was an expert at getting things clean. Um, so she used to paint thinner because she's like, at this point, it's ruined, right? It's right. Ruined. So Keller Cure, she used paint thinner, never would have known it had ever been in a house fire. It's beautiful when she got wow. done. Wow. Wow. The, my favorite story is not weird, but I will tell it on my grandmother because it's funny. Um, so my it was February, and my sister and I both had like you know all these amazing Christmas gifts. Now I will say like all of my clothes were ruined because the heat came up the backside of my closet. Okay. Um, it singed basically the backside of all my clothes. So the only clothes on my back were my Catholic uh, uniform, wow. Catholic school uniform. Yeah, wow. that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but my sister had gotten this gorgeous sweater for Christmas, just beautiful. I was like cashmere or mohair or something, like really lovely sweater. And it was out because she was, you know, young adult and didn't clean up, up after herself and had this smoke all over it. And so my grandmother calls super excited to tell my sister that she had gotten her sweater white again. <laughs> my sister's like, it wasn't white, it was beige. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun 
to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. So that's my mom. <laughs> that's amazing. That, and nobody else in your family, no, no, no grandchildren or, or any, anyone. Nobody else in my family. Uh, we have a big micro family. My mother was an only child and it's just my sister and I, and my sister has no children. Okay. So. Okay. Other than the fact that my two children are like, you know, wonderful and amazing, a teenager and a young adult who are going to change the world. I don't think either one of them has any like yeah. weird things. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that is, uh, that's really, you know, to have a, that, um, such a profound ability to do that is really, um, and and for no one else to get that is is rare, and it's uh, in, it's just a, it's fascinating. What a, what an interesting story, man! You know, yeah. crazy. That is wild because we do often hear that it you know it maybe it maybe it's you know generational or every other generation or a kind of straight line, uh, you know, where there's people who have in the family were were had some kind of skills like that and uh but it's yeah it's rare to just you know well i think maybe you do have a little bit of 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 it because you you know you you did have a sense of the ghost and stuff as a kid and uh that that goes for saying you know i mean because i i'm trying to think i don't really think uh either one of us uh have that yeah we we've never uh we've never encountered anything like that and uh, well, Barry, you kind of had something. You were more uh, like when your I think it was your grandmother or yeah. was your grandfather. Died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, and then, uh, yeah, but yeah. I had a couple of interesting things happen there, but no, like uh, no real like ghost situations where I don't know anything yeah. about the person and like I'm hearing things. Like I don't think I've ever had anything like that. I, I mean, I've had stories of people telling me that they've seen things at places I've been, but I've never, you know, I've never had that. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm I'm definitely known um, on the podcast for being ghost blind. Um, <laughs> like I, I, you know, one of our early guests uh, was a friend of mine in, from college, and she uh, came on and told us this story about this horrible apartment that she lived in that she had to move out. Of. It was an old house that's been split up into apartments, and um, she was living in the back part of the house um and it was just like so much like freaky activity was happening in her apartment like there was a painting that had like oil running down it and stuff like all sorts of weird stuff so it's so weird that she she moved out she like left it her uh the lease early and moved out yeah and then, um, but the next person who moved in after that, nothing, had no idea about it and had no, you know, never had never heard anything at all, any kind of weird hauntings and knockings, freaky happenings or anything, because uh, that next person was me. And I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know that, <laughs> that, that uh, she had moved out because of that. I just found it. Oh, I, I, I can move in. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. She didn't warn you. Some kind of friend she is. That's how freaked out she was. Is that she just like she she like 
bounced. Like she, I think, I don't even know. Well, because it was at the end of the year, right? So she moved out, like, um, like right before Christmas. So I moved in like at that same time. It was because it was a weird time to move in, you know, because like usually in a college town, it's yeah. people are there. You know, your lease starts in August and ends in August. Uh, yeah. But she moved out in like December, and I was able to like somehow get it. And I don't even remember that was years ago, but but yeah, it's it's a convenient time to be ghost flying then. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that poor yeah. ghost is probably sitting there going, "Come on, man, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the girl that lived in the front part of the house, she was even more sensitive. She had been seeing stuff, crazy stuff, all her life. And she knew all about it, too, and didn't mention anything about it either. <laughs> She's been on the podcast with even crazier yeah. stories. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and like I had no clue, no clue whatsoever. Yeah, you know, funny. I was just... Or maybe there's a reason. Maybe they were. Maybe they were afraid of you, or something. I don't know. Maybe there was something about you that they didn't want to reveal themselves, or something. Who knows? You know. I don't know. I was also uh, drinking a lot in those days, so that's right, right, be. right, right. <laughs> passed so, out. Who knows what was going on while yeah. I was passed out on the couch? Right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. The first time they probably tried to get your attention and you were passed out, they were like, all right, this guy's boring. We're right. going to go do this. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. This is after, like, Raven. Right. <laughs> that's funny. That That's great. So do you do – you do, um, do you have anything that you want to um, get out there to the to the people? Have you you got a website or anything or a podcast or anything that you'd like I to have, promote? I have a podcast coming. I don't. It's we'll start in August, so it's not there yet. But um, actually, I am a. Uh, what I do for my day job is I am a life coach, and I coach around decluttering and simplifying. Because after you've lost everything to a house fire, you get weird about. Uh, um, stuff, but no, sure. I, I come from like a lot of generational. You must hold on to all of the things, and I am very much like you. Really, don't need to hold on to all of the things. Your life is so much simpler if you declutter. Sure. And so that is what I do, and I love it. And um, my website is my name Heather Ann with an E Norbury dot com. And I actually do have a podcast coming where I'll be talking about um, decluttering and simplifying and. And all of that good stuff. So. That's awesome. There, there's a big need for that, I think. You know, I mean, even me, myself, like I, I'll hold on to stuff and it's like, I don't even know why, but I'll like, you know, I'll be like the other day, my wife's like, you got to get rid of some clothes. Right. And I'm like, I know that these t-shirts are worthless, but for some reason, like they have value to me. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, men in t-shirts. I mean, there's something that, you know, especially from like when we're younger, especially if they're like bands and stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, we're, that's difficult for us to give up for some. You're, that's youth, Barry. You're trying. You're holding on to your youth. Something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. But like those those shows like Hoarders and stuff are fascinating because it's like it's that blown up times a million, you know. Yeah. And and, and it's you can clearly see oftentimes in those situations that like. We create these, you know, these uh, these things out of our imagination that we hold on to, and they, they we think that they have value. But I think the better you can get at, at at letting go of those things is probably like spiritually a good thing, you know. Aww. <laughs> I didn't realize that one of the foster kittens was uh, still in. So cute. 
This is Baby Spice. Nice. Oh, she looks like she looks like my mini. Who was <laughs> so cute? It was bothering me here, but the, <laughs> how many are you fostering? We have two little baby foster kittens right now. The other one has been beating at the door. I'm surprised you can't hear him in the background because I kicked him out before. Because he would be like, he's very much of a pill. Baby yeah. Spice. <laughs> oh, that's great. Two uh, and, and Baby Spice is pretty laid back. So. Nice, nice. We got two. In here. We got two Hi. little babies right now too. So they're tiny, man. They're maybe six weeks, maybe seven, five weeks. They're super small. Yeah, she's so. about nine years old. She's small for her age though that's awesome that's that's good that you do that that's a good thing to do yeah occasionally we'll have somebody call and be like my mother's a hoarder my like whatever is a hoarder and i'm like that's not me (laughs) right yeah 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 somebody needs to be coachable before they get with a coach for decluttering and um, I I shy away from the word minimalist just because so many people have a negative connotation of that word Um, it's really what I talk to people about is just being very intentional with what you keep and so like if your t-shirts like if you like getting them out you know and looking through them and remembering what each one like the time in your life for each one of your t-shirts by all means keep your t-shirts right Right. you know find a spot to put them in a place of honor like if yeah you know got a way to like trade up displaying them or turn them into a quilt or i was gonna say turn them into a quilt that's a great idea yeah so many places yeah you like lots of companies you can like go on etsy there's like a million people who will turn them into quilt for you and then you can wrap yourself in those memories all the time but that's being intentional with it sure um the boxes and boxes of stuff that I inherited, like from my bougie grandmother, that you know were valuable. Nobody wants china and crystal anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's getting rid of excess stuff so that you have space in your life for the experiences and the things that matter. Sure, that's great. That's awesome. Well, that's that's great, and and uh, we look forward to. I'd love you have you come back whenever you get the podcast going and, mm-hmm. and we can pr- yeah. promote it some more. And are you going to do, do you have an idea of how you're going to do it? Is it going to be weekly or? The goal is weekly. And I kind of want to alternate between just like, here's a, you know, a podcast. Hello, baby, baby spice. Um, here's a podcast with tips on how to declare your kitchen or how to declare your calendar or whatever. But then also um, alternate it with some like guest posts, both with, uh, prof- other professionals who have like services or skills that are adjacent, um, and also like some like live coaching with some with some people. Um, so kind of alternate different nice. things. Great, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that'll be helpful. So. I already have a blog, so I don't want it to just be like me talking. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Because I already have a place for me to talk on the blog. So. Right. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Well, that's the cool thing about podcasting. You can do anything you want with it, you know? So, well, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you uh, taking taking time out of your day to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had, I've had fun sharing uh, my weird stories. <laughs> they were great. They were really, like, just, you know, I mean, there's some amazing stuff there that your mom, you know, had and the experience that you've had with her growing up. And, uh, it's left me with a sense of wonder of the world and that there is a lot out there that we can't see. That's great. And I'm Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, we'll let you get back to your uh, yeah. your kitties. 
in the Lee Summit area. <laughs> thanks, Adam and Barry. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Right. Awesome. Thanks, Heather Ann. Thank Take you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. A little kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. Dude, you know, uh, well, Heather Ann, thank you again for joining us, but uh, the, you know that that sound that those spurs make, those, you know, you know, you make yeah. that thud, yeah. ching, thud, ching, you know, I mean, we know it because, you know, we, we grew up around cowboys, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Real abso- cow, ab- you know. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's a very distinctive sound for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, 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 hearing that, like you know, walking around at night. Yeah. I that's I mean, uh, creepy just, man. Yeah, they definitely and a rocking in the rocking chair. Yep. But you know, I mean, after a while, I guess you realize that you know, just dude, just hanging out. You know, right. He probably lived in that house because it was an old house, so he probably just lived there forever. That's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. It's cool to accept these things and not try to force mm-hmm. your will upon them, you know? Uh, yeah, it is cool, and it's weird, and it's a little bit creepy. Um, I don't know how I would react to that, but, hey, you know, maybe if I were in that situation, I would uh, succumb to it also and, and be happy to uh, let that thing, that entity occupy that space very cool and and yeah i mean that the house uh that almost uh burst into flames uh smoldering is like that was a situation that could have been really bad dude Uh, you know that could have been very 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 bad her dad could have he could have died you know opening the door yeah uh, and letting in the oxygen and what they call that backdraft or something like that you know basically it would just turn the house into a fireball and yeah. possibly even exploded. Yes. I think. I, 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 I'm not a fireman. Yeah. I, am, um, I I was going to say something about sliding down poles, but I've never really done that either. <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, you know, the, from the from from the little bit of science that I do know, um, that seemed, that was just, you know, that was it could have been a much worse situation. Yeah. For sure, yeah, like, but how weird though that it was what her mom saw. I know, I the, know. The house, the snow on the ground, and glowing green, uh, uh, you know, windows. Yeah, just weird. weird. I mean, that just paints a picture. Yeah, right that, there. that is very strange and very interesting, and it just shows you that 
some people have the ability to see these things and they may not know the context or to understand what it is that they're seeing but it's uh always cool to hear these stories mm-hmm. and see how you know they were able to look back on that and 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 draw that conclusion that that's what it was it's really quite fascinating and I know that there's people out there that have these types of stories, and we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We would love to get you on this show. Tell us about these weird things that happen, weird visions that you've had. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've talked to a friend that's had a weird vision. Maybe you've uh, experienced someone in your life that um, has talked to you in your sleep, in your dreams. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to hear it, man. We've had some interesting, and we're going to have some really interesting oh, yeah. stories coming up. And uh, we look forward to uh, to listening to them and, and letting the people out there uh, tune in and uh, listen to some weird and wild stuff that we've got coming. Yeah, and if you have uh, the ability to, you know, if you have any of these strange abilities, you know, you, the ability to, you know, find stuff that uh, people have mislocated uh, get, do get a hold of us because I've got a, uh, a Kindle that I don't know what happened to it it's been gone for probably a year or so now wow, wow. I don't know I don't know what happened to it I, I probably had it for about it three months and then it disappeared in oh my really house or in my car wow i don't know yeah so if you can find stuff let me know where that kindle is um yeah no <laughs> kidding also if you've got stories about you know uh your your parents or your siblings or your grandparents um who've had maybe they don't maybe they're not psychic but maybe they had some incredible stories in their lives you know maybe they were uh Maybe your grandpa was fought in World War II and had amazing stories to share, or uh, you know, maybe your your uh, grandma uh, dated a mobster. I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to find things, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, something like that. Or you know, maybe they were part of a, a cult or a secret society and. And, uh, you know, or abducted or anything like that, you know, and of course, obviously you yourself, we want to hear your stories, regardless of uh, whether they're uh, the the spooky kind or, you know, or they're the family history or the uh, just, you know, amazing stories. We just love hearing amazing stories from you guys. And uh, we, we hope that, uh, you know, that's also your passion, seeing that you're here with us, joining us every week on the What's Your Word Story podcast. Um, you know, we, we love doing it. We're coming up on the end of our fifth year. Uh, we're going to have a fifth, you know, uh, shifting into our sixth year doing this. And we're going to keep doing it, and you know, uh, until, you know, well, until we stop, but that seems uh, no time soon. Am I right? Yeah, we got uh, plenty of stuff lined up, and we're always looking to further our understanding of the weird and always looking to broaden our horizons and bring more people into our weird little town here. That's right. So, until next time, when we were joined next week by uh, Christy from the Soul Sisters Paranormal Investigation Group, uh, tune in for that next week. But until then, uh, we love you, Weirdsville. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. 
If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.